And you're here at the Luck Stops Here podcast with your host, Scott Bowser. And this show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on any deposit up to $1,000. MyBookie.ag. It's a fantastic service, everyone. And, you know, I understand if gambling is not your thing. And if you just want to support the show, you can always go and, you know, make sure you're subscribing, of course. And then hit a little five-star review and leave a little rate or five-star rating and leave a little review. That helps a lot. Even the guy that told me that uh, my Crohn's disease doesn't even come up too much during the show. But that's... Thank you so much for everybody who's reached out on there. And I got a great episode this week. Uh, I got the host of Raccoon Titties podcast. <laughs> <laughs> very, very funny young comic, Brendan Cooney. How you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you. Thank you for the shout out for the podcast. Oh, man. Raccoon I've been titties, dude, I've been listening the last few weeks, and I really nice. dig it. Yeah, awesome. It's like uh, it's an inside baseball kind of uh, show. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. You got to be really knee deep in the or have been knee deep in the trenches of comedy. I think they really appreciate it, but I do think it's funny because it is like I love the interviews you do. I, I think those are fucking brilliant. Yeah, but, man, I, it is very inside baseball. My hope is that it's so inside baseball that it can be universal for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, like I interviewed um, the blender from Tribal Cafe, which is like a. <laughs> open mic that has this blender that goes off like, and they have open mics like basically up. every night or they did be pre-covid right <laughs> yeah yeah so like my friend back home he was like hey the blender interview is killing me and he doesn't know anything about comedy so <laughs> yeah okay so, yeah. <laughs> and where you where you from originally i'm from virginia like arlington right outside dc you know what uh dc area virginia is actually the number two region the show is getting downloads in i was just looking that up this Whoa. week Right outside LA is number one, and then DC, uh, Virginia area number two. So shout out to, you know, maybe some of your friends already listen to this show. <laughs> Could be. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are into like gambling and stuff, and you can actually gamble in Virginia. So maybe that's part of. Yeah, it. you know, uh, you know, because like I mean, I do have the sports book sponsorship, but yeah, I, I try and like usually uh, this show I like to do like weird Vegas stories and stuff, but uh. for this one. I really want it. Like, I, I'm a big fan of the show, and I just love anybody who loves shitting on Flappers Comedy Club <laughs> as much as I do. Because Hell yeah. I, I don't know if I ever told you my history with Barb and Dave. No, I don't think so. Barb and Dave are the owners at Flappers. And uh, in the pre-Flappers days, they ran the Uncle Clyde's comedy contest out of the Ice House. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, and and it was in the uh, the smaller one, the annex room or whatever there, room two or room, stage two. Stage two, yeah. I think yeah. it used to be called the annex room back then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I remember my friend Ben Cavett. He's going to be coming on the show in a couple of weeks, actually. Uh, but he and I, he like told me he's like, "Hey, let's go to this open mic at the at the ice house." And I was like, "What? I didn't know they had open mics there." He's like, "No, it's not. It's supposed to be like an audition." I was like. I don't know. Something sounds fishy. And so we go and do it, and he doesn't get approved by them, but I do, which I thought was funny because I think he's a lot funnier than I am. And then uh, so we do that, and then uh, I get approved. I go back to compete on round one of the comedy contest. And for those of you that aren't comics listening, uh, these things are just a scam. Like, it's a hustle to try and trick new people into, hey, this matters. You're competing. Get people to come support you because you're yeah. competing. And it's just like a it's like a bringer show, which if you I, I mean, to me, at least the bringer show, people are upfront and honest. Like, we're not even trying to give you any illusion that this matters at all. It's just a chance for you to go up in front of an audience. Yeah, it's like Amway comedy in a way, you know, like bring, <laughs> yeah. we sign you up and <laughs> yeah, he's get like, your friends out. It's like a multi-level marketing of comedy. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Sort of. It's uh, the, the it, it Works raps. Remember those when those were a thing? <laughs> I missed that on those. <laughs> but I'm sure it, my favorite thing about the, like my favorite Flappers memory is so random. It's like um, the guy that used to be the booker. 
he would before the open mic he would do he had the same speech they'd give every time and one of the things they said was like hey you know um if you can support the club you know like if you're coming here you're tired don't get a coffee outside when you get here just get one of our eight dollar monsters and they held up like a monster energy drink and i'm just like what what the <laughs> fuck yeah if <laughs> i a monster so yeah like my so um i get picked for this show my brother ended up giving me a ride. I want to say my car had broken down. There was, there was something going on. And so my brother gave me a ride, with, and uh, a friend of ours hopped along. And that was enough support to push me over the top and win the thing. <laughs> and so I, I won, like, the 100 bucks, And then nice. the guy that won, like, the third place is, like, big bucket of fries. Just <laughs> got all pissed off and left them there. So we ate the fries. <laughs> Damn, first and third prize for you. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really a score. But then uh, I had to go back to do their main stage show, which was like the Super Bringer. And, and no one came for me on that. You know, like there's yeah. no one there. And and I, I didn't do too well. But like a lot of people coming out were like, oh, well, like the thing is, Barb gave us this big pep talk going in about, uh, um, hey, the Princess uh, Cruises Booker is here. So guys, be, <laughs> be extra G-rated tonight. Yeah. And so I went out of my way to take jokes that were normally kind of clean, and just scuff them up a little bit. Like I'm throwing some stink on everything. I, I the last thing I wanted to do was impress the Princess Cruiser uh, Cruises Booker. So she's wanting people to do cruise gigs. After? Yeah, because like her and they, they, they. I mean, this is like I think pre-flapper. I don't know if they're still doing the travel racket, but they were travel yeah. agents. Oh, they're actual travel agents? Travel, yeah, actual travel agents. Whoa. So their whole thing, I'm pretty sure they're still doing that. But f So they were running this contest as a way to showcase comics for cruise ship bookers and stuff. And then they try and take a cut because, like, the sh cruise ship money pays huge. So uh, these guys. For, are, uh, yeah. So they get a cut of it. Yeah, they yeah. get a cut of it. That's wild. I wouldn't, I would not want to do that. Like a comic on a cruise. No. Ugh. I've been I've on never a couple. Been on a cruise. I've been on a couple, and like, dude, the like the comic. I've seen. I, I went to the comic once, but I, I was like seventeen, I believe, at the time. <laughs> and dude, he was so bad. I was like, I was. I that was like the one of the first times I was like, I think that was like the first time I saw like live stand up comedy in a place. I was just like, oh, I can do this better than this guy. Like this guy's awful. Like, yeah, I mean that shit. You gotta. I, if you're stuck in one of those COVID situations and people go crazy, the comic is gonna be the first person that gets killed. Oh, easily. Uh, let's just kill the comedian. Or like in the, if it's a Poseidon adventure type of situation. Oh yeah, like, you're not gonna get saved. Yeah, you're done, dude. They're not. They're, they're just writing you off right away. And like that's a real degenerate lifestyle. And like well, the, yeah. Well, like a lot of the the entertainment on these cruise ships too, they fly them in and out. Because a lot of these ships, like, you know, I, I actually once went on a 21-day cruise to the Panama Canal. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, like, was they, it fun? It was pretty cool. I mean, I, dude, it was all old people. I went with my grandma because, like, she needed someone to go to, with. the like, And, like, oh, I was, like, nice. 25 at the time. I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. It'll be fun. And, I mean, it was cool. I got to see a lot of the world I normally wouldn't have seen. Yeah, true. But, like, dude, who else besides, like, super old people have the money to take 21 days off to go to Panama? Yeah, that's true. My parents took a cruise, and it was, like, because they were just retired, so they can do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for those kind of people, but it was kind of boring yeah. for me. I just got blackout drunk every night in the bar there. And... That's what you got to do when you're on like anything all inclusive. Like I've well, I've been to one of those resorts. It's just you just drink all day long. I think they they charge you for the drinks usually on the cruise. They, oh, they, they do. You get all the food for free. Oh, that's, okay. That's the. Uh... But see, like when you like port like in Mexico and stuff. You go to like the ten dollar all you can drink places there, and then you go back nice. to the cruise ship, or and bring a, and you buy bottles to bring back and drink on the ship. So that that's the power move. But uh, no, but like on those kind of cruises, like they what they'll do is they'll fly the the talent in and off the ship. So they'll like, bring. Uh, on a, like, fly them up like a helicopter. <laughs> no, <laughs> like <laughs> well, like okay, so let's say we're we're doing like on like that twenty one day one. Every day, or you know, you're stopping at a new port. A port, yeah. So they meet you at the, like the one port. You get on, right, right, right. and then they you drop them off at the next port, and they fly to wherever their next destination is. So Damn. just think of the travel you got to do to be a cruise ship comic in these situations where you're like you're constantly like at 
Central American airports. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah, that's like a crazy person doing that. I got to think. I mean, they're probably like always yeah. getting fucked up. How do you? <laughs> You're going to end stress? up in a Guatemalan hostage situation, like real quick. <laughs> I hate the airport. I can't imagine what it's like in just some random country waiting to go on a boat. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. go from the airplane to the boat back to the airplane, like it's not a fucking. <laughs> and it's just the shittiest tourists. Like, I mean, I guess maybe the Kid Rock cruise would be pretty fun to to perform on. Like, he has one. Yeah, yeah, he has like the Kid Rock party cruise. Uh, oh, Ro- Rob Gronkowski has a party cruise that he did. Uh, NFL player and Sean Green worked with them on a Nickelodeon show, and Sean yeah. was telling me that like. He asked him, he's like, hey, how was your, like, party cruise thing? Because, like, he promoted it. Like, it, I don't think the entire cruise was for him. But, like, the people that bought, like, they got a discount rate if they all bought this group packet. It was, like, a big group on, basically. Right. And he was like, oh, pretty good. I went through, like, three IV bags. And the, so he basically did it. It was a th- three-day cruise. He would he drank so much he needed an IV bag a day. Fuck. <laughs> 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 like, that's how hard that guy parties. I mean, but, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. But yeah, I mean, outside of those kind of cruises, like I, man, but see, this is what Barb and Dave have built the Flappers Empire on cruise ship (laughs) comedy. (laughs) It's just a dark past. Yeah, it's like, and when after my uh, set on that, like that final show, where like people were walking up to me after going, like, dude, you were the only like funny comic we saw on that show. I came to see my friend, and I had to vote for them, but you were my number two choice. And I, I heard yeah. that from a few people. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. And then she, Barb comes up to me and she's like, you're very dirty. I wasn't expecting that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, well, shut up, you soulless witch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, you like demon psycho. Yeah, God, she sucks. So, she's so evil. So, uh, Flapper, so the, the, that's basically, uh, the, it started at the Ice House. And then what? They bought an old macaroni grill in downtown Burbank and converted it to a a comedy club. I don't know what the Claremont location was. Was it a TGI yeah. Fridays? I, yeah, I don't know if that's... Is that around still, the Claremont one? I'm I've heard sh- of it. I've never been. I'm sure Claremont Flappers is definitely a COVID victim. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, dude. They've been doing bad for a while, like... Not to dance on their grave, but um, I just remember I had like a, when I lived in Burbank, I had a plumber come out to the house and I, I don't know how it came up, but he would like knew that I was doing comedy. Maybe my roommate told him or something. He's like, oh yeah, you know, I do the plumbing for flappers and unprompted. He's like, they're not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they got to have all the classes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The like... classes and they like. They got in trouble because they advertised the class uh, when that was that famous woman that died, the famous comedian that like insulted everybody. Uh, Forget her name. She was like a fashion person. She was on Louis. Oh, Joan Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. When Joan Rivers died, they were like, Joan Rivers died a special for classes, like get half (laughs) off. Piss people off. Like, they're so fucked up. They're so demented and like, disconnected from like normal people like because like, they're a married couple right like i think so but that's yeah. another thing is weird it's like if you've ever spent any time there the the guy is so mean to her like he, he goes on stage and his jokes aren't even jokes they're just like my wife is white trash and then he pauses <laughs> like my wife is a stupid bitch i went i remember i think i went there once to the bar and did like the bar open mic one night and then it was all right I, I thought it would suck because you can't smoke outside. And it's like, if you can't smoke outside a comedy club, like part of my escape is I don't, I'm not a heavy cigarette smoker, but when a shitty comics on stage, I like to have an excuse to go do something else. And yeah. having a cigarette with a friend is a lot, a lot of times a good, good way to do that. But then the second time I went there, I was with Cornell and he and I were going to see, uh, or did we, we had recorded a podcast together in Burbank. That's what it was. We'd recorded with our friend Pat Melton, and and we were leaving there, and Cornell's like, I got this show in Burbank. You, you want to do it real quick, and then we'll go hang out after over on our side of town. I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. 
And there's a few other friends like John Huck and Eli Braden and Paul Morrissey that were all on the lineup. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I don't really want to watch the show. I love you guys, but I'm gonna. There's a game on. I want to watch. They have it. They had it on at the bar. Like, I'm gonna hang out in here and watch that, and then we'll just dip right. I'll have a beer or two, and then after your set, we'll dip. Mm-hmm. Well, they wouldn't let me because I showed up with them. They like treated me like as an audience. So they're like, no, you have to like get a seating pass, and then they go and then they go to register me and they look my email up and they're like, wait, he's a comic who's passed here. Well, he gets half off. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and so I paid like the, the half off ticket. I was like, will this make you guys happy if I just pay the half off ticket and then I can go sit at the, and they're like, yeah. And then, uh, so they, they pulled that shit and it was just like, I'm like, God, what a Mickey Mouse operation. Like if a comic yeah. is like, Hey, I'm a comic with these guys. I'm just going to hang out at the bar. Cause it was in like the Yoohoo room or whatever. Like it was like a small room there. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, I'm just going to go over here. And also the Yoohoo room. What what kind of comedy clubs name their small, <laughs> small like the, I mean the belly room of the comedy store that's all right you know the improv lab that works, but the yoohoo room some, yeah notch. I don't know what they're thinking, they got the like the chair and the couch there yeah. and they like have random lamps on they're, stage they're trying to like, turn it into like a nineteen fifties sitcom set. Who no- yeah, who knows? The dude is very like uh, 70s-ish, kind of like old school. So maybe it's something like that. Yeah, like he thinks he's going to be the next Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> dude, I signed on the clubhouse the other day and I don't have, I like never use it. And I was looking, I have like oh, very few followers and one of them is Barb. That's funny. Like, why is she following me? But I don't know. Hopefully they're not plotting anything against me. Well, it's all in good fun. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I just called her a psycho and a bitch. <laughs> well, I don't they, mean it that much. I mean, the, but like they kind of are like, because yeah. like I was just thinking earlier, I was like, if they ever try to open up a club out here in Las Vegas, man, this is my turf now. It's like, I'll make sure they have some fucking union problem. Like I'm some kind of, <laughs> I'm some kind of Tony Soprano figure. They're going to have, a, they're going to have a couple yeah. problems with the union if they come over to my town. I'll tell you that right now. You should open a comedy club before them and come out and do a headlining set at Bowser's. What would you call your clinic, your comedy club? I don't know. I, would, I should open up a comedy club right across the street from, uh, here's, I'll go open up, because they're flappers. It's like a 1920s theme comedy club. I'll open one right across the street from them in downtown Burbank and call it the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> just a troll. Yeah. Just... It would be funny to, because that's like what I'm doing now. If I had tons of money, I'd just be like on another level of trolling. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, the, and the Great Depression is a great name for a comedy club because that's probably what's going to yeah, be happening. Kinda, the... It kind of works. Yeah. For the most of the people performing. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, if not now. But I want to, yeah, I was just thinking, you made me think like, because you have to bring people to those things. Oh, maybe I should do Uncle Clyde's again, but like get the people from Echo Park, pay them to oh, come dude. watch the show. That's they would a, be so mad. That's You a get group. to pay them so they work out. That's That would be a good idea. They'll probably jack up the price on the two drink minimum is the way they well, would try and screw you on that one. Yeah, well, investment for me, I guess, in my laughs. Yeah. Uh, it's, and- it's definitely not worth it. Yeah, you can definitely crowdfund that too. <laughs> people would want to chip. I crowdfunded a pilot. Maybe people would oh, want to chip in. That's what I wanted to bring up to you. So, how did that come about? Because you okay? So, Brendan wrote a pilot for the Flappers pilot contest about the people of Flappers. <laughs> it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever read. Like, it would thank honestly you, be a good you. show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. When people say that, it makes me so happy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just saw the contest on Twitter, and as a joke, I screenshotted it, and I was like, if people pay, because it's, like, a really low price to get in. Like, I could pay 15 bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, only if people pay for this, I will submit a pilot making fun of them as, like, putting them in, like, as characters. And immediately, it was, like, getting likes and money and shit. Like, this one headliner gave me, like, I think like 30 bucks or something like that. <laughs> so I stopped it. Cause I was getting up to like, you know, over a hundred dollars. And I was like, I'm not, this is not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to like, you know, have yes. you guys pay me all your money to like, you know, please help these people, all these comedians with GoFundMe's <laughs> before you, <laughs> before you like do this. But yeah, I mean like, so 
people gave me the money so i wrote the script and it was like the joke was that barb clogs her toilet because her <laughs> shit is so massive so it clogs all of Bur- <laughs> it clogs all of burbank <laughs> yeah so all of downtown burbank is shut down because of one barbara's shit <laughs> 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 now was this all inspired by the the interaction you had with the plumber who said they weren't doing well you know that's so funny because like it maybe maybe that was like deeply ingrained in my psyche that had already just, happened like, when you out. wrote that oh yeah no it had been years since then because that was <laughs> when i lived in burbank and i wrote this i haven't lived in burbank in like five years or something okay but <laughs> uh yeah so i um I it for whatever reason it started with like that scene where she's walking out of the bathroom and she clogs the toilet and she like tries to pretend like she didn't. That was just like stuck in my head. What for whatever reason. And then, then I watched the I watched the Roseanne pilot because I was like, I've never written a pilot before. Roseanne is a mess and like this family it's a show about a family that's like a complete mess. Yeah. Maybe this will like give me the frame yeah and a pilot's supposed to also like set up and showcase what the show can become exactly yeah so yeah and i just thought like what a perfect like the theme music for roseanne where it's like like with the harmonica yeah i was like this is like that was like my you know tarantino listens to music while he (laughs) he listens like good music while he writes a script I had on like the Roseanne theme. I was like, okay, and then she fucking, then Dave kills somebody, and then yeah. <laughs> Josh says he's afraid of women. And... Yeah, it takes a really <laughs> dark turn. It does. <laughs> the murder, I don't know, but the best, like the best character is Dimby. I think people like Dimby the most. Yeah, that's like the lovable, uh, big lug, dumb sitcom yeah. kind of character. That's basically yeah, the yeah. Andy Kaufman from Taxi. <laughs> yes yeah oh well yeah of course hilarious yeah and so i did that and um i submitted it and then i was like maybe people will watch it if i do like a live read or maybe somebody suggested it i don't know and people were like dming me being like hey do this and like hey we love it or whatever so i was like fuck it i'll see if people want to do it so we did the live read on twitch but so many people tried to sign on that it crashed. Whoa. So, yeah. And so we had to, I like started letting people in the zoom cause it was from zoom to Twitch. So then I just put it out on YouTube and um, I got, they gave me, it was five places and I got fifth place in the contest. <laughs> <laughs> only, only five people submitted for yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Only definitely. <laughs> but they had to do that. They only had five people submit. They would have to lie and make someone up. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. what i was wondering like what was the reaction from their end on it like, oh i have some news on that I will, I will forget who sent me this but there's like um <laughs> it's... i wonder if i should even say this on the pod i will who cares yeah this this chick that was my in listeners that... are very cool that's one thing i've yeah. learned i don't think that she'll ever hear it. she'll probably won't hear this but yeah. she was like um she dm me and um <laughs> She was like, Dave saw the video, so if you hear of any job openings for waitresses, let me know. I think she's kidding, but she did work at Flappers. I don't think she was like, fire. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, did he get mad? And she said, oh, yes, he will not speak to me. I honestly feel kind of bad. <laughs> oh, I can't read the rest of that. I always forget the other messages that she said. I can't. That's what I mean. That's what you I okay. read. I, but yeah, but she was like, haha, it happens. I don't want to work there anymore, anyways. But yeah, it's, it's probably... so crazy. Like, he's actually mad. <laughs> like, dude, you're, like, play, you're living rent free in his head, dude. Do these people, like, I mean, in my opinion, I, I, I don't have any problem with Dave. I do not like Barb because I feel like she's kind of a, a bad person. But uh, like I'm doing this out of for fun, and I feel like I'm giving them press. You know, like normal people would think this is funny, maybe yeah. play along, maybe ignore it. But they wouldn't like send hateful messages to people. Or if they were smart, they would just mails. own up to you trolling them and like encourage yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they would like make fun of me or something. Yeah, yeah. but they're like insane. So they don't they don't operate like that. They don't even acknowledge. That's what makes it like like the fifth, the fifth place. That's what I, I was wondering. I'm like, did they even like 
because I'm sure you got a stock email right away, like an auto response right when you submitted it. Like, thank you for submitting. Yeah. Our people are going to read it now, and we'll get back to you or whatever. <laughs> it's usually I, how those kind of things go in submissions. Like, yeah, I mean, I looked at the thing for out of curiosity because they were like to see who judges it or whatever. And one of them is my friend Stephen, uh, so he judged it. And then the other guy, I barely know. I kind of make fun of him online sometimes, <laughs> and somebody else, just because he's like the dean of flappers or whatever, and he oh, does like yeah. a newsletter. I took, I cropped out his like what he the says. The dean in his of flappers newsletter. university. <laughs> yeah, he has a newsletter. I don't know if your listeners read the flappers newsletter. I don't think they do. <laughs> So I cropped out his words and I put when it, when that Alex Jones clip went big where he talks about eating his neighbor. He's like, fuck it, I'll eat my neighbor. And I just replaced that and retweeted that. So I wonder if that guy has a problem with me too, but I have a feeling he doesn't. I'm pretty sure everybody in the building does at this point because like I, I'm <laughs> sure you that your your pilot, but I think your stream might have caused a lot like because think about it, there was definitely like I know it's just, the, it, I mean, it really is like a mom and pop operation, but it's like a mom and pop in like David Lynch's Blue Velvet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, they're so messed up. Yeah, like, He's like, yeah. you're doing the face thing that Dennis Hopper does. Yeah, dude. It's, it's a fucking. Or that's Barb is doing that more likely. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, Dave's the Isabella Rossellini character. <laughs> For sure. Barb's Dennis Hopper. Yeah, that's... dude. That's definitely how that is. <laughs> but, oh, my God. But, like, no, just the fact that they gave you the fifth place, that is so fucking funny to me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. People were messaging me about that, and they are like, no way. Are you serious? <laughs> like, some people are like, they're going to love it. And then when they didn't, they're like, they're insane. Some people were like, I, I honestly would have like if it was me, I would have been like, "Fuck it, let's make him win." Like he's uh, yeah, not expecting that. He's not expecting that one. Like sh- shows we can laugh it off, let it roll down our back. Yeah, well, it's unlikely that for a flappers pilot script, the other scripts were. No offense to the other people, but it's unlikely that they were good, right? Yeah, right. there's no chance. And so, were, like, were they all? Was it supposed to be about flappers? No, of course not. (laughs) What I'm saying is, like, mine was legitimately funny. People really liked it enough to share and shit. So how do I not win? I should have won. Yeah, I told people about it. I was like, you guys got to check this out. Even people, like, yeah, my buddy, one friend, he, not a comic, doesn't get it. Like, he thought it was fucking hilarious just because it's so Thanks. absurd. Don't thank you. Yeah, it is totally. I mean, that's that's kind of what I was going for, the absurd angle. I've never written a pilot before, but it turned out funny, and I'm, I, I'm owed a first-place spot by Burns. Yeah. I mean, I could, like, I honestly, you could just kind of re- repackage that as an Always Sunny spec script of, like, the gang opens a comedy club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. That's high praise. Yeah, I mean... Are they? And they're still going. Yeah, they, like I think they just signed a deal out? to do like four or five more seasons. So like they're not oh, going anywhere. Awesome. Yeah, I gotta. Re- I love that show, but I haven't watched in a while. Watching other stuff. I honestly, right before we started recording, because we were waiting for this delivery to come by, and I didn't want to. I recorded the living room, so I didn't want to disrupt me. But I was watching. Like I'd thrown on like the season three, where like like that's Danny DeVito's like second season on the show, where they're really starting to find the groove. Right, and right. It's like I was like I'm sitting here cracking up, going, "Oh man, like I forgot how good these are." Yeah, man, I gotta rewatch those. I love that show. <laughs> but um, you know what I I really like is gambling on who's gonna take the next biggest shit that disrupts the flow of <laughs> commerce in downtown Burbank. <laughs> and the best place you can bet on that type of activity is with our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. You were saying just before that you can't bet in California. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can bet on mybookie.ag. They oh. they don't care where you're located. They will let you bet anywhere. And if you use promo code LSH, they'll give you that fifty percent deposit bonus on anything up to a a thousand bucks. So you put a hundred bucks in, that's fifty free bucks you get to play with. Oh, nice. And yeah. I've noticed I've been talking. Okay, so I've been talking to some of my uh, some of the listeners that have signed up using the link. And what, dude, one of the dudes like, and I've been getting them too. Sending me like free, like uh, it was like Dodgers Rockies, a uh, free twenty five dollar bet that one one of the two teams will score a run. 
Mm. And it's like, well, that's guaranteed <laughs> to happen. And it'd be like, so they're basically just giving you a free $25 on those kind of things. So, yeah, if you use our promo code, you get to be in that cool kid club. And that's, you know, where you want to be in the gambling world. You want to be where the, the bonuses are being handed out. Oh, yeah. Because it's fun I'll to win money. Out. It's more fun to win money on someone else's money. <laughs> and that's what we got going on over here with my deal at mybookie.ig. Also, for my listeners that have signed up but not made their deposit yet, what are you waiting for? We got <laughs> We got the Masters this weekend. My man Brooks Kepka. That's my prediction. Uh, I got a be- couple bets on him at twelve to one. I think in thirteen to one, and then I got another bet on him to win the, uh, um, just to win one ma- of the four majors this year. But I think it's going to be the Masters. I think he's looking really good. Uh, I don't follow golf that much, but from what my friends that do have told me, and I trust them, that sounds like the good one. Uh, so mybookie.ag promo code LSH. What, 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 do you like you like to gamble at all, Brandon? Dude, I like the idea of gambling and like I sometimes like I tr- I sign up for another one of these sites, but then I got ran into an issue where it's like they're like I put in some money and they're like, oh, well, you can't do it because you're in California. So they ah, see and, uh, you know what's nice about my bookie? Uh, they now have, they accept and pay out in Bitcoin, so you don't even have to worry about that kind of shit now. Oh, so you do like Bitcoin? That makes it so that the state doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, or I mean, and you could do it through your credit. The only the way your the state matters is like if you're trying to use your debit card usually. But uh, what? I was uh, using a credit card. But. I I see. I use a credit card too, for, but usually they'll accept the credit card, not a debit card, because a lot of banks put protections in place for that against like okay. these kind of offshore deals. Do do you um? Because my friend is the one who was like getting me into it. We we're betting on UFC fights. And he follows like, but he, now he bets on everything, and he has like this um, Discord thread that he follows, where some guy predicts like every sport. So he just bets like on all different kinds of like women's sports. College, oh yeah, I mean you got a lot of. Do, do you we, ever do that? Do you follow anybody online? That well, I mean, I write and do stuff for the sports gambling podcast with Sean Green and those guys. So you just Ryan do their, their so, picks? Yeah, I do. Well, I mean. I I usually kind of I mean I'll listen to other people but I try to make up my own decision <laughs> like oh, okay. like uh, here's the thing is there's a lot of touts out there that's what they're called and so it's like some people are just honest like dudes like hey it's like like that's what I like about what Sean and Ryan do on the gambling podcast is because they're not trying to be like bet this bet this bet this they're like here's what we're gambling on this weekend yeah we're gonna gamble yeah. no matter what here's what we're betting. Whereas a lot of people, and there used to be this, like, on AM Talk Radio, used to be a big racket where these guys would advertise, like, I got the guaranteed winner tonight, right? Yeah. So people call them, call the hotline. What they got is they got, like, they basically will give half the guys one side, half the guys the other side. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you keep doing that long enough, and someone, and so let's just say the that, you get 50 new people to come in. You give 25 this team, 25 the other team. The one side wins. Now you got 25 people coming back. But now you give the, those 25 half and half. Eventually, you're going to whittle it down real quick to only one guy getting all the winners. But technically, you can't have a guy go on like a 10-game winning streak doing it this way. Hmm. Like, that's not impossible. One guy constantly being in the one group that they got right. Like, that's just a random statistical. doesn't mean that these guys are picks are any good. It's just this guy is just the like he's the glitch in the matrix. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. So, and so that's kind of what these services rely on. And so they'll, what they'll do is they'll claim like 65% winners, you know, in this month. And they're counting like these people that came back this many times because the fucking math worked out that, that way. Yeah. Like I don't do that kind of stuff because like. Or I wouldn't, because I do, I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to pick myself and see if I'm right or whatever. Yeah, I like to try and like, especially with college, I mean, college basketball just ended, but I legit, like, I'm a big college basketball fan. I like to watch and handicap the games. Like, I start watching them. I follow the recruiting. You know, I I follow a little bit of high school ball, so I have an idea who these guys, because so many freshmen now come in and they immediately go to the NBA after one year. So I try and like, I try and put the effort in. I'm not that good at it. But it's yeah. like, I mean, I'll say this. I started with like a couple hundred bucks in the one account 
um, at the beginning of March Madness. And at the end, I, I lost like 160 bucks on Gonzaga last night. And, <laughs> but it was all money that the casino was up. Because like, I took 200 of that that I had in that account and I put it on season-long baseball bets. So those will last me for six months now. And I have those to enjoy for a while. Nice. So I, I'm still playing on my money and a little bit of the house money. It's just every time I get greedy and try and double up on the house, they always end up collecting it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I've been like kind of betting on is going through my friend is the last few or last couple of UFC fights, and I noticed like the the on the big ones, all the winners like all the people that are um, you know like likely to win I forget what they're called favorites, favorites. yeah yeah they they're like winning like uh, the first time I bet I just bet on favorites I knew who they were like Amanda Nunez I, I have a feeling she was going to destroy the chick. And she did. But then the next one, I did a parlay on um, three people. And then it was the Stipe versus Nagano fight. And I I did a parlay or three or four people. And then I, I won all the fights up until the Stipe fight. And then Nagano just beat the shit out of Stipe. And I lost. But and if I had won that because he was an underdog, I would have gotten like a decent thing for not putting in that much money. What so I've like, learned on, close. On, U- on UFC fights is like, yeah, it's all about getting like the two underdogs. Yeah, on, if you can find a, them. If you yeah. can find those two underdogs on the one card, yeah, you can. That those parlays will pay pretty nice. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I do that with college football and college basketball a lot. Because like sometimes you'll see like, like during the NCAA tournament, there was like teams like Oral Roberts and like, and oh yeah, yeah, True. and Oregon State even like there was a couple. I mean, but like UC Santa Barbara almost pulled it out. But there's a couple there where it's like. They're big underdogs, and they got to change. You know, if they're losing by one point. It's worth it because the payout's huge if you hit that. But, yeah, man, I was so excited because that's because Stipe won the last time, even though and then he was an underdog because Nagano was terrifying. I was like, he's gonna do it, and then now he's just too too big. You know, it's another fun thing to bet on with the UFC fights is like what round it's gonna go to. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oh, like a lot. Of, I I've seen a lot on them, like over one and a half because they usually do what three five minute rounds. If it's a championship round, I think it's five, but yeah. I, I think it's less if it's not a championship. Yeah, round. yeah, like they three. do five yeah, for yeah. A, yeah. So yeah. on a lot of those undercard fights, like it's like over one and a half rounds. How do you how long do you think it's gonna go? And it's like, does this guy have the knock? Either these guys yeah, have the knockout, knockout power. power. Yeah, yeah. To, but then you you never know when some guy just slips in one of those. <laughs> tears his ACL and the guy just jumps uh, on him. And, yeah, yeah. Like, or like a brutal one second knockout. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, like that's a fun thing to do. And also, like, uh, is it going to be a decision or is it going to be a knockout? That's always fun to bet. For a while yeah. there, that's what I was doing on Mayweather fights because I realized I'm like, he's not going to knock anybody out. He's just going to score points and go the distance every time. Right. So just right. Bet, parlay him the win and the decision and. To go to the distance, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's true. Because the, the odds on him are way too like, high on their own. Like, yeah, the last fight I saw him knock someone out was the um, that British white guy. I forget his name, Hatton, Ricky Hatton, or something. Yeah, oh man, that was like one of the first twenty-four-seven. Remember those old things? They still do that, you know, the HBO twenty-four. I don't think so because I think Showtime's moved in more on HBO boxing. Surf with boxing. Yeah. Boxing just like sucks now. Like the best thing in boxing was the Tyson, Roy Jones thing. Did well, you watch that? I did not, but yeah. that seemed pretty hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was good. I mean, like that fight was fun to watch, and the build-up was fun. Snoop Dogg. I agree with everybody saying that he was funny as a commentator. And then, I want to get Tyson uh, on this show. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so great. He's the best because he lives so here ridiculous. in Vegas. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean that's not a po- he does he does podcasts. I've seen him on some other people's things. I think I saw a funny interview with him on Conan once. He was talking about how him and Robin Givens, like after they had divorced, they still like hooked up and stuff. <laughs> and so he was saying how he was waiting out in front of her pad one night because uh, he she she was and then when she pulled up, she's like he gets out of the car. She gets out of the car with Brad Pitt, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh no, I'm not getting no pussy tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh man, Mike Tyson just hanging out in front of your house. Just dude, I, I don't want that, man. No, no. I mean, she's crazy for getting with Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with her? 
He's he, got some issues. If, there's that one, like, it was like a made-for-HBO movie back in the 90s about him. It was pretty funny. It's like, like, oh, like, shit. They really, like, hammered his obsession with uh, pigeon coops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's super into it. I, I remember I watched one of the documentaries he was talking about, and he's like, these are my pigeons. Yeah, I come up here, and he just talked about the pigeons over and over again. The thing. So Pigeon guys were the original part. drone guys. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, true. They're like the OG drone dudes. Yeah, like they're they're OG drone creeps. Like, do you think? <laughs> do you like have like a buddy with pigeons and you just kind of trade them back and forth? Is that how that works? I never quite figured. I knew a guy with pigeons, know. and he also had a he was also into pit bulls, and then the pit bulls got in the pigeon coop, and then he was oh, no longer he no longer had pigeons. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's you can't. Those two don't work together. I don't. I don't like the, the. I mean, they're. I like those dogs, sort of, but I just don't like the idea of like a vicious animal that can go crazy at any time. I'd rather have like a small dog or a yeah. friendlier dog. Like, yeah, basically, those kind of dogs are like the Barb Holidays of the <laughs> animal yeah. world. Exactly. I'm psychopath. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> she is like a pit bull in a dress. Or she doesn't wear a dress, probably. Nah, that's a, she's she's got pantsuit energy written yeah. all over. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but dude, uh, no, nah, I have like my dream team of uh, local guests that I want to get him, Flavor Flav. Um, I want I wanted to get Leon Spinks, but he died. I wanted to get Frank Collada, but he died. COVID's been a, done a number on the local scene here. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Jose Canseco now. Uh, He's living in Vegas. Oh yeah. And, nice. And that he, would be a great guest. Dude, and he owns a car wash here. That is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Man. He's done a good job of staying, you know, relevant to be able to market himself with things like that. Well, like the thing is, I think I can get him, but it's gonna cost me like four or five hundred bucks to get him. That's not too bad. I mean, he, that's he like a, a really expensive cameo, probably. Yeah, he has a manager, but yeah, he'll but I guess like I guess I can take my gear down to his his car wash. It'd be funny to interview him at his car wash. <laughs> Anywhere you can get him is good. Jose Canseco, that's a good interview. As long as he's not being like, you know, like uh, not wordy or whatever. Well, here's the thing is he claims he has the secret UFO technology and he knows everything about Bigfoot. Wow. But it comes for a price. (laughs) (laughs) Him talking about anything, just ask him his opinion on like some hot button issue. It would be interesting to hear what he thinks. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's an interesting dude. But, yeah, he claims that he knows where Bigfoot lives, which is interesting because you don't think Las Vegas is Bigfoot country. Yeah, I mean, he's very stupid, so maybe he's just like, that's one thing he's heard, <laughs> so he's just going to talk about that. But, yeah, I wonder what, like, what's his art? Why do, Why does he know that? I think he and I both hate shirt Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling blocked me on Twitter. Oh, fuck her shilling. That guy's a fucking... Isn't he, like, bankrupt Rhode Island? Yeah, that's something? why he blocked me. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I shared an article about that saying, like, hey, this guy talks about all this right-wing politics. I'm not, a, like, that into politics. Yeah. But I pay enough attention where it's like, hey, don't be the guy who's Mr. Right-wing politics hating everybody who takes a government handout in your eyes where you literally took, like, $100 million from a state and defrauded them. Like, yeah, he's like, it's... I mean, his politics may be part of like how he's a bad person, really. But I mean, I don't really look at it politically. He's, he, you can be a Republican and be, you know, a, a more a moral person. But he's just like nakedly a bad man. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like he stole money, and then he was like, "Oops, sorry." And well, the funniest thing is, like, did did you read all into that case and like what that his company was about? No, not really. Because he's a big gamer. So okay, what what if you were him? What game would you make? baseball game probably right that's what you think you know baseball player make a baseball game no he's a big world of warcraft guy (laughs) and he hired and i get and apparently i talked to a few friends that are into this stuff and they were like his game was dope it had like great backstory it was it was a good game Hmm. but like they just couldn't keep it up like it was i mean but basically he wanted to create a a rival to world he wanted to do his own world of warcraft thing and make bill gates money that's like was his quote yeah, I mean, like, that's uh, probably the wrong way of going about it. The, the people that 
do like huge things like that aren't doing it so that they can yeah make and so he ha- he went and hired this like all-star staff of game developers and all this stuff but they were based in boston so when they got this deal to relocate to providence for this and that's only like a 45 minute drive or whatever something like that it's not that i've never been but yeah i looked it up it's not that far and so what he did was instead of being like because like it's not like they lived in like boston probably they all live in the suburbs anyway yeah so he he paid off all their houses in boston and bought them new places in rhode island instead of just having people make the fucking commute (laughs) (laughs) there was things like that where it's like man like you wonder why the money and it was all like i mean and he's doing that for like the executives you know or it's like bad business move like not he's not a good businessman no definitely he's an idiot i mean when he talks he's stupid so yeah He's like a you know sports goon. So yeah, so it's it's pretty funny though. Looking back, it's like I remember him when he was on the Phillies and then the Diamondbacks and then Boston. It's like I never thought watching those games that I never knew Twitter was going to be a thing, and then I never knew that he was going to see something I tweeted about him and block me over it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's like you you back then when Schilling was doing that. That was back when I would do fantasy baseball. So I love Schilling because all the strikeouts oh yeah he was a I was horse like, I, I love this guy yeah. but then you know you would you twitter allows you to see how they really are and how they act and you're like i wish i didn't know yeah now i know he's like a fucking idiot well i remember that 2004 red sox run he kept saying how much he loved bush and was campaigning for bush and all that oh like, i don't even i don't even know if i saw that but yeah yeah, he, yeah. he was big on that during his old buddy sock year and all that shit like it's <laughs> <laughs> He yeah. he is a douche supreme though. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, really uh, like, and well, it's funny too because it's like they always tell athletes like, "Shut up and play." No one wants to hear your opinions, but it's like everybody's constantly making like, I mean, everybody's constantly making Paul like sports about stuff. So it's like, no, they should yeah. have an opinion. I mean, and just because yeah, you can play, have to now. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone, yeah, and it's better than like I don't know, like in the 80s and 90s like when i was growing up like like all magic johnson and michael jordan cared about was like their portfolios and selling like, <laughs> en- endorsements and stuff like yeah i just where i look at it is like do whatever you want just be honest about what you think and all that like i mean Schilling, his problem is he's a bad person it's not really the politics yeah but other people it's like whatever you think or you know as long as you're not like being a total troll well i i did think it was funny when michael jordan they asked him about like don't you want to take a stand like because i guess he has contributed to democratic candidates in the past but they were like asking him to take some big stand politically he's like nah man fucking republicans buy shoes too yeah yeah (laughs) people act like that's like the craziest thing to say but i don't know i mean he has he has a point he has somewhat of a point there i think yeah dude like i'm just trying to get this dollar like yeah 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 dude it's it's He's fucking Michael Jordan, man. He can do whatever. He's a basketball player. He doesn't need to talk. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't. If I sold shoes, I'd want Republicans to buy the shoes. Yeah, <laughs> and like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, man. Like he's one of the most like socially conscious basketball players out to ever exist. So I mean, it does exist. Like, yeah, it's a spectrum of like. I just feel like you should be honest about it because I've sometimes I think nowadays players feel like they have to say something that really have nothing to say. Like they might not be the smartest guy. Yeah. And that hurts the, you know, whatever the message is. Well, kind you of know like what, dude, here's a comedy scandal that I'd, I haven't heard you talk about yet on Raccoon Titties. I'd love to get it to you and hear your thoughts <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> is the uh, the Jamie Kennedy interview. Did you see that? Oh, I saw Wait, I think I did see like a clip of like he was interviewed about how he got tricked into being in a Nazi movie or something. <laughs> got, what did he get? What happened? It's some like hardcore uh, anti-abortion movie. Oh, like, Okay. I got to look into that. It's like this hardcore anti-abortion movie that these people made and John Voight was in it and like a couple other like like <laughs> like conservative actors that you would think. Yeah. And I and so like I mean like I don't like I said I don't really care about the politics. I do like pointing out when this stuff's really silly. And so Jamie Kennedy apparently played this guy and uh they really take some uh liberties with the script. And this interview is really funny. It's like, so okay, whatever you feel about abortion, I'm, that's not what the show's about. What's funny <laughs> is Jamie Kennedy doing this movie, then being seriously interviewed about it. Because hey, if you're gonna do a movie about a serious topic like that, and I think 
be ready for like you're walking into the battlefield at this point. Yeah. And and his whole interview was every answer was basically I'm just an actor. Basically, it came down to they weren't going to make me read for a dramatic part, and that meant so much to me. I didn't care what the script was. <laughs> God, like, it's like I'm not very smart. I don't know about this stuff. Someone please educate me. I just am an actor. I didn't have to read for a part. Like it was <laughs> really, really funny, dude. Damn, I gotta check that out. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy, what a crazy character. He. He's going to X you. <laughs> I had the X. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy, the X show. I actually, I like that show. <laughs> Dude. I thought it was hilarious. Now, did you ever hear about how OJ, bringing it back to my, my neighbor, he lives, he lives like 10 minutes, like five, 10 minutes down the street from me. Oh, shit. Like not on the same street, but like up yeah. up uh, yeah. the one road. Um, like, But OJ, like not too long, like when that show, because like there was that, that era of prank shows in the 2000s yeah. like jackass really kicked it off but right. then like uh jamie kennedy tried to have his little his little niche in there but oj had one right after it was like a pay-per-view one it was like ju- called juiced yeah the juiced or juiced yeah i remember <laughs> hearing about that yeah such a ridiculous idea for a show it means i murdered somebody it's the last person you want like you know sneaking up behind you or whatever yeah, like, <laughs> it doesn't like, make sense it's like i think it would have been funny if in everyone they're like look behind you see there's a camera there there's a camera there and there's oj and every time he's wearing like the ski cap and like the gloves and like the whatever he was supposed to be wearing the night that he brutally murdered two people and then it's like and one of them there he like accidentally like, kills a person and he's like <laughs> killing them and then the person turns around and they're like Ah, what's the prank? He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I killed somebody. So. No, it's funny, though. A lot of people think he lives in Florida now, but no, he lives here in Vegas because it's a condition of his parole. He has to stay in Vegas? Yeah, because he's on parole here in Nevada. I mean, I guess he can move uh, to somewhere else in the state, probably. I don't know what the specific terms of it. it might, he might be right. like regulated to Clark County. I'm not sure. So that it's because where he's, is he on parole for like the one he was stealing from the, when the, he was stealing his memorabilia, memorabilia from and the that was, in Vegas, that was in Vegas, of yeah. course. Right. Yeah. Cause that's where that shit is. Hilarious. He has to stay there. Wow. So yeah. Uh, and it's a station, which I, it's like the closest casino to my work basically. Uh, okay. <laughs> which makes me yeah. laugh every time I drive by it. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's for OJ. <laughs> drive by it every day. That guy, yeah, I guess that yeah, that makes sense that he'd be there. And I mean, like, I, if I were to guess randomly, like, where is OJ? He might be on my top five, you know. Oh yeah, his personality. Well, and Tom Brady just bought a huge house out here last summer. A lot oh, of people shit. thought he was going to go to the Raiders, not the uh, Bucks, yeah. because of that. Because he bought some huge. But I mean, it's the perfect place to retire. Really, like, there's no state income taxes. You can yeah. buy huge properties. There's golf courses everywhere. Like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've never been, but it's always been like a place that I'm like, I got to check it out. It seems cool. It's not far from L.A. So. No, yeah, you should, especially yeah. once you're fully vaxxed up and things are like crank popping off a little this summer. Dude, it'll be cool out here, man. People will be fucking looking to blow off some serious steam, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, what makes it great to me is, I mean, it's a 24-hour town. Yeah, so, that's what people are telling me. Yeah. And the thing is, is like people will try and sell you on the strip, but a lot of the bars in the casinos on the strip close like at two, three a.m. So, and yeah. but the local neighborhood bars are twenty four seven nonstop. Like, so they're open twenty four hours for real. Like the yeah. bars, like the local that's bars. There, there's usually like maybe one or two. Like they're so, they'll serve drinks in the casino all night long, but a lot of times it'll come down like at four or five in the morning. It'll just be like the service bar for people playing games. So you kind of got to sit at a machine or a table if you want to get a drink. Like a lot of times they might have the bigger ones will usually have like one bar open. But like the local spots now, like, dude, like the bolt, like, well, it's closed now because of COVID. But the bowling alley bar at the casino, I like to hang out at my iPad. That was a legit Mm -hmm. 24 seven spot. There's someone in there all 24 hours a day at the bowling alley serving drinks. <laughs> are they that sounds awesome but are they like um these bars in the casino are they like 
dive bars kind of in a casino or are they like really nice some are like... dude like i mean i can take you to some of like the older like local casinos where they got like the arizona charlie's by me they kind of have like a dive bar in there like, it's, like, cool. it's like yeah, a video yeah. poker bar and it's oh, like, okay. you know i mean that's the <laughs> like thing is Kino. yeah all the all the bars here pretty much have machines at them that's that's how like nice. but like yeah like the i live like walking distance from like two I, there's a third one yeah like three 24-hour spots that are that's awesome walking distance from me and the what cool, do you drink what do you do you're like a beer guy usually a like beer and a wine. shot like yeah. if i'm really getting after it i'll have a few shots with my beers but usually just have beers nice. yeah Sometimes I'll just get crazy on cocktails, like on gin and tonics or martinis or something like that. But yeah. usually, uh, anyway, but see, like one of my favorite places as uh, our mutual friend Scott Lures wants to go to uh, the Golden Tiki. It's a okay. tiki bar. Or it's right by my work, actually. It's like right at the beginning of like the China. It's I hate because like that part's like Chinatown and the other end's like Koreatown. And there's like a bunch of Vietnamese, Japanese and like filipino spots in the middle so it's just kind of asia town mm-hmm. like on spring mountain road but uh yeah no the, that place rules like it's in a weird little strip mall you wouldn't think much of it like looking at it from the outside when you walk in it's like a tropical tiki paradise that they've kind of recreated in there and they oh, got some awesome. really cool like the big pineapple drink you know like the big drinks oh. with the umbrellas in it and all like yeah, I love that shit. I like coconut pineapple. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if I'm going there, I'm getting, like, the weirdest, biggest fucking... I'm, <laughs> I'm like, going Garth and Wayne's World in it, dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do the restaurants stay, like... So, it's, like, um, that place is it's near, like, Korean food. Do they stay open? I was, like, some of them, I got hammered. Some of them like, do, Like, dude. Korean barbecue or something. Like, or like my favorite uh, Philly cheesesteak spot is 24 Hours. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's like a five-minute drive from my pad, yeah. Yeah. Is they have good Philly cheesesteak out there? Yeah. Well, that's one thing I like about out here is, uh, like, there's good Chicago food and Philadelphia food, but especially Chicago food because there's so many transplants that came okay. here and opened, like, a Chicago-style beef sandwich spot, a Philly cheesesteak spot, a New York pizza spot. Like Nice. And I think they do a better job of it than they, because I'm from LA. I grew up in LA, yeah. so I think they do a better job of recreating places, things from other places than LA does. Because LA tries to put their yeah. their twist yeah. on it, whereas Vegas, ta- like, it's the only city where you can get White Castle and In and Out. <laughs> <laughs> the only city where you can get In yeah. and White Castle. That's funny. And they got Tommy's burger. They got fat burger. I mean, <laughs> they had Tommy's. yeah, I like, I like, I like fat. Bur- I've never been to Tommy's. When I look at it, I'm like skeptical, but it's good. I love Tommy's. That was my you favorite. Love Tommy's. I got to try it now. If you say it's good. I'll Out of it. like the main, like burger chain, like SoCal burger chains of yeah, fat yeah. burger in and out and Tommy's Tommy's was probably my favorite growing up. Cause I, I love, love their chili so much and I'll buy tubs of their chili to take home. Like, they have good chili. Okay. Yeah. It's chili right. burgers, yeah. So I mean, yeah, chili burgers, interesting. Uh, there's actually a place on what is it, Venice Boulevard, called uh, what is it, Howard's Bacon Avocado Cheeseburgers. Oh, and they have like too, they specialize bacon avocado cheeseburgers. That one's pretty. That place is pretty good. It's like over like Robertson and Venice. I want to say. Yeah, I haven't really been to a lot of like the fast food stuff, but um, the burger that. I like that I've been to is in LA is Stout Burger. I went there once. Yeah, I know you're talking expensive, about. but yeah. I like that one a lot. See, the That's best spots place. are the like Greek, Israeli, Mediterranean owned, like okay. burger, like local neighborhood spots. Like I had one yeah, in my neighborhood growing up called Norm's Burger, and that place ruled in Whittier. That place, oh man, one of the best. And it's so funny because. Uh, Mike Bridenstine, friend of the show, was he and I. Yeah, yeah. He we were ask. He was asking me like, uh, he's like, "You're from Whittier, like, I'm just getting into this new like blog where it reviews like all these like the best taco spots, the best burger spots." And then I, he was asking me about the taco spots. I'm all, "Well, if you're gonna go to Whittier, you should go get a Normsburg." He's all, "I was just about to ask you about that. <laughs> That's, that was like number three on their all burgers in Southern California list." I'm like, "Yeah, no, those are legit, dude. Like, damn." And it's crazy, like, that was the closest burger place to me growing up. So it's like I got spoiled at a very young age that one of the best places in 
hundred mile radius basically happened to be walking distance. So. Nice. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's the life of a champion. I'm trying to lose weight, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to go with it. But, um, I think it's time about time. We're going to wrap this up here. Um, anything you want to plug check out raccoon titties, everybody. It's, it's yes. funny stuff. Uh, anything else you want to plug you? No, I, well, raccoon titties for sure. I usually episodes come out on Monday and then, um, my Twitter Cooney or die. It's my last name or die. Check it out. Yeah. A lot of, uh, flappers, anti-flappers propaganda. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a big fan of an, any anti-flappers stuff. And I will continue to use this. I, this was kind of a deviation from the normal degenerate talk, but I feel like it's a degenerate move to write a script about a comedy club owner taking a shit and oh, disrupting us. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like for my, for my DJs out there to listen to the show, I, I feel like that's, it's a, that's the, maybe the best stick it to the man story I've heard in a long time. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I hope they enjoy it. Yeah. I hope they enjoy the thought of that. <laughs> yeah. They have to think yeah. about it every <laughs> They blocked me on Twitter, but guess what? They did not remove me from their fucking email list. I'll tell you that. Oh, God. Yeah, you still got the newsletter. <laughs> oh, yeah. So thank you so much, everybody. And make sure you follow the show on Twitter, at Pod, And same on Instagram, at Pod. And if you want to be a member of our fantastic little club, head on over to patreon.com slash Pod. Where I got a bunch of bonus content. I'm going to be doing a guide to table games where I'm going to teach people how to play baccarat and roulette and all that stuff. So, fun times for everybody. And thank you so much. I'll be back later in the week with my buddy Dan Hardigan. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>